brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to another episode of Cal's Corner Radio Show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My name is Cal Korf and I'm your host and the executive producer of the show is Rob McConnell. Now folks, for those of you who listen to the show as well as those of you who are new, we cover in not every episode literally, but the format of the show is largely unrehearsed, unscripted. We have guests on as needed and we cover everything from politics to the paranormal, which of course is a wide variety of subjects. Tonight will be in that spirit, certainly. Uh, at the top of the uh, first segment here, we're going to update you on the important story that's going on 
that we have been following and brought to you exclusively here. And this is a story of famed Fox producer Robert Kiviat in his now officially formally filed lawsuit against uh, former CIA disinfo scientist and uh, who used to work the CIA weird desk, Ron Pandolfi. Uh, others named in that lawsuit are former congressman, Daniel Marriott of the Marriott Hotel chain and family. That's a bizarre twist to this in itself, on top of the involvement of Mr. Pandolfi. Uh, others involved are Dr. Hal Putoff. They will likely be called under uh, oath to testify in penalty of perjury, as will these individuals. And, of course, Joe Fermage, which, of course, is another twist to this. Uh, Hollywood could not script something more bizarre than this very real case here. Now, as I mentioned in our last update, and for those who have been following postings on social media, and Rob McConnell has been also updating people, and it's important to keep that in mind and follow his updates because they're more timely than mine, meaning this show is once a week. So we now know that the lawsuit has been filed. Any time now, the actual court docket, the documents, the case number, etc., will appear online, available in the public domain. Once we have that information, we're going to make it public, of course. But the update to you will probably come from Rob McConnell because it's due to break any time. And a week from now, the next time we do this show, it'll be old news. It'll be public information. We may discuss it. We don't know until next week. But it's due to break any time. And Rob McConnell, of course, will give you the updates. And uh, please go ahead and follow on the X Zone to get those. All right. So, again, we wait to see what happens. Again, I remind everybody of the bottom line here. You know, I've heard... The response to the expose from several weeks ago about Harry Reid and this whole involvement with Bigelow and, and this stuff going on, this waste of taxpayer money to supposedly pay these individuals, private citizens, to tell the government what it what they know about UFOs when the government would certainly already know that answer if they were even wanted to know. Uh, again, they would have that data because they've got the military, they've got radars, they've got satellites, they've got all kinds of instrumentation. They've got millions of eyes and ears out there, so to speak, in the form of personnel and technology. Of course, they're going to know more about that subject than a private citizen would. There's a total waste of money. When you drill down into that, it just stinks, and that is the best way to describe it. This has been exposed. People have rightfully questioned it. And here you have Senator, ex-Senator Harry Reid again saying, uh, even as of a few days ago, we need more money for this kind of stuff. And no, we don't. We need money spent for the right things, not the wrong things, regardless of what the subject is. Now, because of this lawsuit, and this is why it's important, some of these people who have been doing this, misleading UFO researchers in the public for decades, who have been running disinformation operations, arguable scams that can be objectively proven, they're going to be before a court of law. It doesn't get any better than that. They're going to be deposed, put under oath. There is the legal right to discovery. And this is unprecedented. And unless there is some move that comes out of left field to suddenly make all this go away, it is already – the left shoe's already dropped. It's just a question of the right, and once we have that case number, it's good to go. So again, that is a short summary of why this is important. If you want to know the fine details, then please go to the archives for the show where uh, – Bob Kiviat has been a guest over the last few weeks, and he has explained in detail he's the best person to do it because he's in the middle of it. It's his lawsuit and why it is important if you want to know the fine details. So that's the update on that. 
Now, let's switch to a different subject that is also UFO-related, but it also involves what I think, at least from my personal view here, is a travesty. And I think this is, again, a, a sick sign of some very worry, worrisome, worrisome times. Let me explain what I mean by this. If you remember when cable TV started to take off on its own and it became something of the giant that it is today, most Americans have cable in some form or another, as far as I know, unless, of course, that's no longer true and people are cutting their cable, regardless of whether they're getting it streamed through the Internet or whatever, cable equivalents, if you will, are still being gobbled up by consumers. Companies like Apple are jumping into the streaming uh, producing original content as Amazon has started to do. Netflix, of course, has done that as well as providing uh, content from other networks. Well, now you have these specialty channels. You've had them for a long time. They had stellar reputations until the last several years. We're talking about networks like the History Channel, Discovery, National Geographic. I'm holding those three up as valid real examples because I have firsthand experience with those TV networks. I have worked on productions that are still being rebroadcast today in syndication uh, of some of the work that I did involving some of those networks. In the case of the Discovery Channel, when my Roswell uh, book was out, Roswell UFO Crash, What They Don't Want You to Know, it remains today the best-selling expose of the Roswell UFO Crash of 1947, the myth of it at least. It exposes the false claims in all the 22 top other Roswell books that constitute pretty much all of the public's knowledge of this case. I'm one of the four original Roswell researchers that predates a lot of the most of the other popular Roswell authors today. That's why, to be blunt, I often shake my head about some of the research that they claim they come up with. But at the end of the day, it still produces nothing substantial because, again, the, the thing was solved in the late 1990s. And I know that from firsthand experience. I worked with Bob Todd on that. And like it or not, it was and remains Project Mogul. Now, having said that, when you look at the mythos of Roswell, the Discovery Channel used to, because I was in some of those productions, including Secrets of Area 51 Revealed, where we explained and I explained that there was nothing alien going on there, that this was an area where they were developing some of the most advanced aircraft in the world, and that um, you had a, a thing where this secret work was going on, and yes, UFOs were used as a cover story. And we know this. The CIA has formally admitted this for um, since 1997 when Dr. Gerald Haynes released his paper on it. In fact, they haven't admitted everything they've been doing, and we may get more admissions pretty soon because when Pendolfi, again, who worked the CIA Weird Desk, he succeeded Kit Green, who worked the Weird Desk. When Pendolfi is put under oath... Who knows what's going to be asked? That's up to Bob Kiviat's lawyer. But there is, again, this chance for inquiry. So we may find about other activities where they have misled or participated or helped create or whatever UFO reports, like we know they did in secret spy <clears throat> overflights that were done over the decades where they were, were reported as UFOs. They remain classified as unknowns in Blue Book files. But it turns out that, um, you know, they were actually caused by these secret flights instead of aliens visiting the Earth. Now you have today's incarnation of the Discovery Channel and the History Channel and National Geographic 
for years now, these networks have sold out their credibility. In their view, they haven't done that. In their view, they're doing a wider public service by expanding and mixing and blurring the lines between fact and fiction, fantasy, entertainment, edutainment, uh, to the point where people who don't know the real history or real genesis of whatever it is they're watching on these networks, they are misled to believe deliberately in the interest of money, profit, ratings, market share, whatever you want, uh, pursuit of the almighty dollar, whatever you want to call it, they are essentially deceived, lied to, misled, all under the guise of, you know, edutainment or whatever excuse you want, anything but the truth. And probably the most recent example, which at least pushes my buttons, is this Project Blue Book series that's on there. Not only do I find the stories to be not even it's not even good fiction or science fiction it has nothing to do with project blue book and the character heineck in there is nothing like the dr j allen heineck that i knew in person and the latest episode this is episode nine that i saw at least this was the one where you had this uh couple come in there and one of them the the husband pulls a gun and he's complaining of this uh, headaches and, and what they did to him, they being the aliens. And this is after Heineck has just turned in his resignation letter and he's, you know, his wife supposedly has told him, you know, either UFOs or me, you know, take it or leave it. So he's going to quit. Then all of a sudden this happens. They're kind of held hostage there. And this guy shows a so-called star map, which when you look at it in the mirror – supposedly shows the opposite view as a reflection will do and that view is supposedly from outer space looking back towards the earth where you know the only way he could have gotten that knowledge was from the aliens who supposedly abducted him since no earthling would have that information or know how to manipulate that data to point it back the other direction to use an example if you look up in the sky wherever you live you can note where the stars appear fine you can mark them you know take a picture whatever now, if you travel halfway around the world, the stars are going to look very different. Uh, if you looked at our solar system, our Earth, it would look different from the moon than, say, the moon looks from the Earth. So the idea is that this guy had some sort of alien viewpoint that he could have only gotten from the aliens that abducted him. So where does Heineck in this Project Blue Book episode say that this star system is that they found that he was so impressed with? He says, it's the Pleiadians. It's the Pleiades. Yes, you can't make this up. We'll be back after this commercial break. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. 
Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back to the second segment here on Cal's Corner Radio Show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My name is Cal Korf and I'm your host and the executive producer of the show is Rob McConnell. Now, folks, as I was saying in the first segment before the commercial break, the latest episode of Project Blue Book, this supposedly historically accurate series, if you believe in myths, uh, it isn't. It's, it's pure fiction. It's loosely – it's even hard to say it's loosely based on facts because very little of it is true. Yes, there was a Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Yes, he was the scientific advisor for Project Blue Book probably the most famous person associated with Project Blue Book. He was with it for a long time, decades. I knew Dr. Heineck. He was a friend of mine and a mentor. Uh, I learned a lot from him. And um, I'm going to share now with you uh, something which is factual. You can look it up. And what's ironic in this episode is after they look at this star map, and you can tell that they've got the idea for this script by basically cribbing from the famous uh, or what I say now infamous Betty Barney Hill abduction case, which we'll come back to in a bit in this show to prove that it is not what its proponents have essentially lied about and, and claim that it is. And we'll again come back to that in a bit. So what I've got in front of me now, it's been a long time since I've seen this. This is my book, Spaceships of the Pleiades, the Billy Meyer story it was published by Prometheus Books. It remains the best-selling expose of all time on the Meyer case, still true today, and it exposed all the best-selling Meyer books up to that time. And its conclusions have withstood the test of time. In fact, they've been independently verified by wonderful researchers who have taken the research even further than some of the stuff I did. And they deserve credit for it, people like Philippe Langdon. He's done a great job recreating uh, all of Meyer's photos, way more than, than I bothered to do. So here I am looking at the book, and on the back of the cover, here's a quote from Jao and Heineck. And Heineck supplied some quotes for the book because I ran by the research I was doing, exposing Meyer, you know, by him as part of the peer review process. He says, this book is the definitive expose of the most infamous, ambitious hoax in UFO history. 
Okay. So uh, that was a quote from Jerome Clark of the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies. There's another quote from, um, you know, Walt Andrus endorsing the book, then another quote from astronomer Tom Gates, who was a NASA spokesman. Now, if you look inside the book, there is a quote from Dr. J. Allen Hynek. And the reason that this is relevant is because on page 81 of the book, I had asked uh, Hynek to look at the astronomical data that Billy Meyer was supplying through his contact notes. And of course, Hynek is a astronomer. And so what uh, Hynek said is that the Pleiades were the worst possible group of stars for aliens to come from, for extraterrestrial life to come from, because it was still in the process of forming. They were only tens of millions of years old. They're still basically giant gas balls. And that quote is in the book. So here's Meyer saying that these aliens, which are supposedly much older than we are, much more advanced than we are, which means they have to be billions of years old, their planets, their systems, they would be visible, they would show up. And what has happened in the decades since then, thanks to uh, more powerful telescopes like Hubble and so on, is we're finding that they're still gas balls. They're still in the process of forming. So where are the Pleiadians hiding? You know, where? There's no, there's no place to hide, okay? They're, they're gas balls. Now, here's the thing. Billy Meyer has changed his story. He started changing his story around the time that World's Greatest Hoaxes, Secrets Finally Revealed, was aired on Fox TV. The first major change occurred when my book had come out exposing him because in that book I published for the first time, no one else had done it, the actual photos that Meyer had given to people like Hans Jakob, who used to manage and control his photo binder. He was the master librarian, so to speak. And I saw the photos in the Jakob binders. They gave me that material, the Jakob family, and I published those photos in the book. There's about 118 photos and illustrations in the Meyer Exposé book that I wrote, which is over 400 pages long. Now, having said that, Billy Meyer started to change his story because when the photos of the dinosaurs started appearing in there, the time travel photos, which were clearly animations, the Apollo Soyuz photos, which were clearly from NASA, they were not photos of real events. He then came up with this concocted contact where he said, oh, he was really sick and these were staged and substituted and faked and forged by the men in black. Well, you know, even in the Heineck episode that I saw earlier today, before this show, there's a man in black there. They might as well call him Cancer Man from the X-Files. It's just as ridiculous. So here we go again. Because there is a generation of people now, let's call them millennials for lack of a better term, who believe stupid things, that the X-Files is practically a scientific documentary. It is not, it never has been, it never will be. But because of hoaxes and frauds like Billy Meyer, terms like the Pleiadians are enshrined in our culture. You've got things like Men in Black. You've got the Aviary. You've got MJ-12. These things get constantly referenced, even in so-called respectable productions, productions that are misleading you because those producers themselves are from younger generations, and they don't know any better, which is, is even more excusable than the public not knowing better. I guess you can forgive the public for, of course, not knowing everything, or maybe they're too lazy to do research, fine. 
Okay, especially in the world today where everyone wants to learn the news by a Twitter headline. That kind of approach is not going to work in a complicated issue like who killed Kennedy. How do you really want to understand how JFK was murdered? How you can prove that Oswald really did fire all three shots. There wasn't four shots. You can't do that in a short tweet. It's just basic physics. So you got to go into a lot of the details, and that kind of coverage and, and detailed information is just increasingly rare in today's world, especially from journalists, because the irony is with – infinite means of communicating now it's never been easier uh, nor more widespread most of the planet is literally online now in some form or another and i've seen this all over the world they are there's more smartphones in india than there is in america a lot of americans don't even think about that the sheer numbers are incredible well it gets that way when you have a country where you have over a billion people that's you know three or four five times larger population wise than say a country like uh you know united states so everyone's online, and yet the ignorance is also at an equal all-time high. So is the polarization. So, you know, they say a little knowledge can be a dangerous thing. Well, what is a lot of knowledge? So far, it seems to be imploding too many things, and it should be driving an opposite effect, where people are thinking more critically and objectively because they've never had more access to data than they do now. They didn't have it 10 years ago. You know, I wish I were younger and had the Internet when I was in high school. If, I, if the libraries and the universities around where I lived in the Bay Area didn't have it, I was screwed. That was it. Or I had to contact some professor back east, find a way if he could mail me a photocopy of something. Then it went by snail mail. Those were the good old days. Now you just Google it and hope to God that Google indexed it properly. That's questionable. Then you have issues of, you know, well, are the meta tags fair or accurate? I remember in the early days of the dot-com explosion, if you were a smart webmaster, you'd put keywords like Pamela Anderson in your webpage, even if it had nothing to do with it. Why? Because you'd get extra traffic. That was some of the tricks that were going on back then, and that game is still played. So here we have a situation where we've got record global ignorance, at the same time record global awareness of certain issues, and then woven in and out throughout that, is a lot of fake news and disinformation. And then it's hard to get legitimate stories to rise to the cream of the top, or, you know, the cream on the very top, so that they get the attention that needs to be deserved. Or you got ridiculous stories that end up going viral, and there's no way to predict what's going to be hit and what's not going to be hit. Logic gets turned upside down, and you end up eventually with a divided culture instead of a united culture that can't even agree on what basic English means. It, it's no longer a world, at least in the West. You know, they don't think this way everywhere in the world. I've seen that personally, and thankfully they don't, where they know that you know some things are yes and no. There's no maybe about it. There are some things that are black and white, and I don't mean racially, but I mean in a binary sense. And there is no gray. There is no in-between. But yet in the West, you know, it's like, well, um, maybe it's this or I want it to be this. Therefore, it must be, you know, it's just plain ridiculous. Um, I'll just share with you an example of ridiculousness that happened to me on social media real quickly before we go to the commercial break. I post an article about a, a transgender who was, you know, I, without comment, I just posted the article about it. Well, people attacked me saying, oh, it's because I'm mocking that person. No. I thought the story was interesting, and 
I post it without comment. When I don't comment on something, I'm just posting it. Like FYI, that's it. I, if I if I meant anything more, I just say it. I don't mince words. I'm not afraid to say something. Ask any number of people who know me. Um, so that was it. So I had to explain even to a relative of mine. Hey. You know, you don't know my views on this subject. My view is to each their own. If somebody wants to be a transgender, that's their business. If they don't want to be, that's their business too. Whatever they want, as long as they're not hurting somebody, that's their business. That's my view. You know, what about to each their own? Don't you understand? Well, now he understands my views. I think it's kind of obvious to each their own. All right. Now, before we go to the commercial break, we're going to come back and talk real quickly about that Project Blue Book episode and why it was cribbed from the Hill case and why the Hill case has a serious credibility problem. We'll be discussing some stuff that I've never revealed before, but I guarantee you is going to come out in a wonderful book in a few months after the Annie Jacobson book. It's another volume in the upcoming series. We'll be back after this commercial break. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.future... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. 
Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Of God, amen.com. You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to Cal's Corner Radio Show here in the Exxon Broadcast Network. Once again, my name is Cal Korf, and I'm your host, and the executive producer of the show is Rob McConnell. Now, we're talking about the Project Blue Book episode and why the Betty and Barney Hill UFO abduction case, which is probably the most famous UFO abduction case of all time, at least based on my understanding of ufology over, over 40 years of being into this subject. Now, the reason that the Hill case is important is because of what it both is and what it isn't. And I need you to get your mind around this because I'm going to be disclosing some things that I've never talked about publicly before, but I guarantee you will be revealed in fine gory detail later this year in a upcoming book that is part of the Exxon Investigate series. There is a book coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks that exposes Annie Jacobson's Area 51 book and some of the, let's say, background stuff that went on in there. But then there's another book a couple months later that's coming out exposing the famous uh, Betty and Barney Hill UFO abduction case. And let me explain the genesis of how that's possible and why I'm confident that this will rewrite history as, as we know it today regarding that affair. Now, I first got involved in the subject of UFOs on October 19, 1973. I later got to know Stanton Friedman, who, of course, is probably the greatest proponent of the Betty Barty Hill UFO abduction case. He's certainly one of the major proponents. Now, what happened was when I was in high school, there was an article that was published in official UFO magazine. And somewhere online, you can get a copy of it in an archive. 
and it was written by UFO skeptic Robert Schaefer. Robert Schaefer talked about the Betty and Barney Hill UFO case, and he was saying that the interrupted journey had basically been solved, and that the famed star map that Betty Hill drew under hypnosis that was later identified by Marjorie Fish supposedly as depicting the constellation of Reticulum, which, is, which at that time was believed to be 37 light years away from Earth. We now know today it's closer to some 39 light years away. But regardless, what distinguished the Benny Barney Hill UFO abduction case from all other abduction cases was the existence of this star map. Because if you believe what people like Friedman have said about it over the years, Betty drew a map that contained stars that were not discovered by scientists until several years later. The order of those stars was in a logical pattern from nearest star to nearest star. In other words, uh, the aliens didn't zig, uh, you know, go out five light years, come back 20, then go out 15. It was logical uh, nearest star to nearest star to nearest star. And we know that, according to Betty Hill, because she said that the solid lines represented certain things on the map, like where they visited frequently, the dotted lines represented trade routes or expeditions, therefore those would be the further out stars, therefore they would travel there less frequently. These are deductions and conclusions that I've heard people like Friedman make as they've tried to dissect and analyze the so-called logic that supposedly supports the Hill star map as interpreted by astronomer Marjorie Fish. And the work that Marjorie Fish did was is to be commended. She tried her best, built a series of 3D models using beads on a string, using different size beads that represented different types of stars depending on their spectral class because you have white dwarfs, you've got, uh, you've got yellow G main sequence type stars, you've got um, red giants, you've got, again, the different types of uh, stars that are out there, she represented with different beads. And she was able to make these scale models. And when she viewed them from a certain direction, looking back towards Earth, she found one pattern that seemed to stand out more than others. And this was the so-called pattern of the constellation of Reticulum and stars that were identified uh, later as she began to work the map. There were other stars on there like uh, Tau Ceti, Ypsilon, um, Eridani, and so on. Now, the fact that a housewife, Betty Hill in this case, could draw a map that was technically accurate, containing stars that supposedly were not discovered by scientists until years later, putting them in the right order, putting them in the right viewpoint, and finding out that Zeta-1 and Zeta-2 reticuli were G2-type spectral stars, which are identical to our sun, Sol, which is a G2-type star. Therefore, theoretically, we could switch suns and we'd never know the difference, although the two reticuli are supposed to be uh, a little cooler, slightly smaller than our sun, but otherwise a G2-type star. And to see that m almost all the stars in the fish map are the right kinds of stars to have life-bearing planets around them, you say, wow, this is fantastic stuff. Her source of data must have been from the aliens because we know that that constellation, another little tidbit for you, which Friedman likes to boast about, the constellation Reticulum cannot be seen north of the equator. The hills lived in New Hampshire. That's very far north of the equator. And they couldn't see it. And yet you have to be south of the equator to see the constellation Reticulum. They've never been south of the equator. So how could they put all this stuff together if they weren't telling the truth? Well, 
I asked the same question, and when Robert Schaefer wrote his article, it bothered me as a teenager, I went to Stan Friedman and I said, what about this? Well, Friedman told me his standard answer. Bob Schaefer's a skeptic. Don't confuse me with facts. My mind's already made up, meaning Schaefer's. He's a debunker. Now, Friedman is the infamous individual for having screwed up the definition of the word debunker because, as I've said countless times, because it's true, it's kind of obvious. The word debunker doesn't mean you have a closed mind. That's a peculiar definition that euphologists uh, subscribe to. A euphologist is someone who makes a conclusion about a UFO case or UFOs in general, which is not derivable from the facts. And unfortunately, ufology, which is supposed to be the scientific study of UFO reports, reports, not the UFOs themselves because they won't cooperate. There's a difference between ufologists and ufologists. A ufologist says a debunker has a closed mind. A ufologist says a debunker separates fact from fiction because to debunk something, according to the dictionary, is to remove the bunk. Just like decaffeinated coffee removes the caffeine. Duh. We know what DE means. It's a prefix to remove something in the English language. But only in ufology does it mean you have a closed mind. Now, you would think that separating fact from fiction would be welcome in a legitimate field of inquiry that ufology is supposed to be. But, of course, in ufology, legitimate inquiry is deadly because it means that imaginary fool or field can't even exist. So Friedman told me all this. I didn't like what he said because it didn't solve anything. Both these people couldn't be right. If Fish is right... God bless her. If Charles Atterberg is right, the other astronomer whose data Robert Schaefer cited in the article was correct, God bless him. At least we know the truth. That's what matters. So I told Freeman, okay, if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to do it. And I'm the teenager in high school. I'm a freshman at this point. In fact, I'm, you know, started this in eighth grade. Okay. So I start writing um, <laughs> Charles Atterberg. We corresponded every day for over a year. And this is back in the days where I had my Smith Corona typewriter, carbon paper, so I could have copies of it, mail it in an envelope, take three days to arrive back in Sandy Springs, Maryland. He would read it, answer back in detail. This went back and forth. And I go back and forth between Stanton and him and be the middle guy. And every single argument that Stanton threw at me and told me to convince me to his side, I threw it at a Berg. And after a year of back and forth, Friedman got his ass handed to him. I'm sorry. So I finally have wrapped up my investigation. I've now Robert Mueller'd all of this, okay, to use a bad analogy. And I now have a very thick file of all this correspondence. And it's smoking gun stuff. It's wonderful. You can take it to the bank, so to speak. It's tangible as tangible gets. And, and the whole thing is just sunk. The bottom line is that the fish map has been destroyed at this point. New data has shown that the Atterberg map is a better match for the Hill star map than Marjorie Fish is. And you might say, well, damn, that's really exciting because that really proves the Hill case even more, right? No, only if you're a ufologist would you think that way, and unfortunately people do. No, it actually means the Hill case is just another abduction claim, and it's got nothing to support it now, just like none of the other ones do. So it's not special at all. In fact, it's, it's, it's passe, okay? Because you can't have two matches, okay? There can only be one star system where they come from, unless they all came from different planets on that ship. Who knows? It just doesn't add up. So the, 
the whole case fell apart. So I take this file over to Friedman and I show him. And I'll never forget his reaction. He, I hand him the file, and this is down in his office in the basement in Union City. And he's flipping through it, you know. And then he closes it, hands it back to me, and he says, I don't know. I'm not an astronomer. And I was thinking, I'm sorry, you bastard. Because how dare you make a living, travel all over the world to all these countries and hundreds of colleges like you like to boast about, bragging about the fish map, talking about how astronomically sound it is, citing so-called chapter and verse, saying you're the only full-time scientist devoted to the study of UFOs, and it's okay for you to be not an astronomer or expert, which you're not. You're a physicist. That's fine. But it's okay there. But then suddenly when this thing, which has nailed all your arguments down and everything's in your chapter and verse because you know what I did, you were actually involved and in half of it at least, and now all of a sudden you just don't want to deal with it. So that rubbed me the wrong way, and that caused a division between us. And that division came up again years later when I wrote my Roswell Exposé book, which showed that it was Project Mogul and not a crashed alien craft or two crashed flying saucers that Friedman claimed ridiculously in his book Crash at Corona, which I was just really disappointed in. So that is the short version of what happened with the Hill case. And when we come back for the fourth and final segment, I'll explain why that's relevant and why nobody is going to be able to run from this when this material comes out. We'll be back after this break. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. TV.com. Welcome back to the final segment here on Cal's Corner Radio Show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Once again, my name is Cal Korf, and I'm your host, and the executive producer of the show is the one and only Rob McConnell. Now, as I was saying and talking about the Hill case, I promise you that later this year, and it's around the summertime, it'll be a couple of months after the Annie Jacobson expose book comes out in a few weeks. An expose book, long overdue, uh, I've talked about it off and on over the years, on the Betty and Barney Hill abduction case is coming out. In my mind, in my view, and I think I can defend this credibly, logically, scientifically, any right way you want to call it, I think that this expose pretty much relegates the Hill case, regardless of whether it's ultimately true or not, to just another abduction claim. It may be true. It may not be true. It's like a UFO sighting itself in that standpoint. Either it happened or it didn't. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Then there's questions of did it really happen the way the witness claimed. Well, again, what was supposed to distinguish the Hill case from all others, the reason it was important, was this star map because the star map appeared to show – where the aliens or one group had come from that visited the hills in this case, if they really were there. And that star system seemed to match technically when checked by a real astronomer named Marjorie Fish. And it seemed to hold up. And Friedman's arguments for it at that time, although they were under attack and in question by famed astronomers and scientists like Carl Sagan, even Dr. Heineck was a bit skeptical. I talked to him about that. He didn't bite on the Hill case to the degree that Friedman did. And um, now we find out that uh, it turns out that Charles Atterberg, another astronomer, found a better match 
and contrary to the claims of what Friedman has said even to this day, as far as I know, he can correct me if I'm wrong, he still maintains today that the Atterberg interpretation is not as good as the fish map, and that just is not correct. It was not co ever correct. And my file on that uh, not only exists, the file that I gave him to look at all those years ago in the 1970s, folks, dating myself here, I still have. And excerpts from that file and those original carbon copy letters and original typed letters to Atterberg and back and forth are going to be in this book. And unlike the MJ-12 documents, these originals exist. They can be examined forensically by anybody who dares to question their authenticity. And this file is a smoking gun that essentially shows that the Hill star map, as interpreted by Marjorie Fish, did not withstand the test of time, despite her best efforts. There was no deception on her part. She actually made some mistakes. She had two of the stars upside down, for example. But independent of that, um, the map didn't hold up. Atterberg's interpretation was better. Now, what about today? Today, the news has gotten even worse for the Hill case, and this has been true for a couple of years. Since the Hill map and star catalogs used to be done and published by the likes of Gleesey, this famous Gleesey star catalog, we now, of course, have orbital telescopes and instrumentation that is much more accurate and fine-tuned. It turns out that uh, the Hill map has fared even worse, that the stars don't even match up to the degree that Atterberg thought. And that's not Atterberg's fault, because both Atterberg and Fish used the best data that they could at that time, that was available at that time, and they did the best job that they could humanly possible at that time. They should be credited and lauded, applauded, praised even, for doing the best job they could at that time. It was a sincere effort. What I argue has not been a sincere effort are people who have known the truth deep down about this, and they have not told the truth all these years. When I read Stanton Friedman's book in India uh, about, you know, taken or captured about the Hill case, when I saw that Dr. Bruce McAbee had done the forward to it, I still have to do this with Bruce. I should have done it years ago uh, when I first read the book. I should have contacted Bruce and said, I got some bad news for you about the uh, fish star map and shared with him what I knew. My apologies to Bruce for not doing that. I will now contact him as a result of the show and tell him and then ask him for his honest opinion. If he still wants to believe in the Hill case, he has that right. If he doesn't, he has that right too. I'm not trying to push him one way or another, but in the interest of full disclosure, because this book is coming out to the public and Bruce is a friend of mine, research colleague, and he has written the forward for Friedman's book. I feel like I need to let him know about that. And then of course, um, with the issue of the Atterberg data, as I told people who were attacking me when you know, I first revealed this from India years ago, these are fanboys of Friedman. There was one particular, uh, I think his name was Andre Skondras. I warned him years ago that this was going to come out. And of course, he essentially did everything, practically accused me of lying. And you know, here I am sitting on the smoking guns. But I decided to release it at a date and time of my choosing and when it was appropriate. And now I think that that is appropriate to release it as part of the new Exxon Investigates upcoming series, book volume number two, because the series will be both visual uh, and um, as well as certainly written 
in ebook form because people like the data in different formats. And the idea is to put it in more than one format so that whatever uh, platform that people are into, they can hopefully get the data that uh, they prefer to consume it in. And it's about informing people and getting the truth out to the public. In my short life of investigating paranormal and mysteries and trying to solve things and even being an investigative journalist uh, covering more down-to-earth subjects, I have found that the truth is always more interesting than fiction. In other words, it is disheartening to investigate a UFO case and find out it's a hoax or whatever. And, of course, you know, that's always a, a letdown. On the other hand, some of what's involved in that, it's often more interesting. Uh, look at how convoluted the Meyer case is. I can't tell you, and it would take a long, long time, months, for me to go into minutia of all the stuff and all the different trips over the years, uh, you know, a couple of times uh, in the different flights to Switzerland, what it was like in detail to meet his wife when she's telling me what a fraud he was and so on. And we got all this in on tape and in Kiviat's production and so on. Fox only aired a small portion of it, of course. So that was way more interesting than um, if everything had been true, you know, because even if it all was true, you're still limited because you're never going to meet some Yazzie. That's only Meyer's privilege, right? Just a bunch of other hooey. So it's been, again, been my uh, experience that the truth is much more interesting than the fiction. Uh, it's just the way that life is, I think. It's a reflection of that. And everything, of course, is a reflection of the universe we live in, you know. The reason I don't believe there's a paranormal is because it makes no logical sense. Everything is part of the universe. So if it's paranormal, it's not really paranormal. It's really um, normal. It's just we haven't discovered it yet or we haven't recognized it or properly classified it yet. You know, look at science, uh, the DNA study of, of the human genome and trying to trace the evolution and ancestry of human beings and how they've evolved. Did we come out of Africa and so on? Well, the skeletal evidence indicates we did. We came out of Africa, but yet the latest analysis of DNA evidence indicates that, no, we came out of an area in southern Australia when the continents were, you know, closer together and people could migrate between them. Now there's oceans separating them. Well, which is it? It can't be both. It has to be one or the other. But DNA evidence is pretty hard to refute if it's done right. Fossil evidence without DNA to back it up where you've got carbon dating and other things like that, you can be off and not even know it. Uh, that's a fact. So the truth is much more interesting than the so-called fiction at this point. It turns out that the simple explanation that we all came from Africa, well, it may not be that simple after all. In fact, it seems to be that there was more than one human species uh, at, alive at the same time that didn't have contact with each other. They found a new pygmy species down in the southern part of Australia, previously unknown group of uh, humans. And then later on, some of them met, interbred and whatever. And then, of course, produced um, offspring and uh, evolved from that. So it's a bit all over the map. It's absolutely not automatically linear. And that's true with a lot of things. You know, ultimately, everything is related to everything else. It's just a question of, you know, to what degree and uh, on what issues. I've always said to people, life is one big relational database. And the way that you help understand and, and live a great life is you try to understand and maximize and leverage those relationships because they all are related. Uh, I'll give you one quick example. I had not been to a city in Europe in seven years. Uh, this was a trip I was on. And I used to go to this pub in this city in Europe. Uh, 
and I went there to go there because I hadn't been there since I'd been in the city. It had been about seven years. And it turns out that a new owner had bought the place and everything, so nobody was there that I was familiar with. So I turned around to leave that pub, and I run into somebody who I used to go to that pub with. It was a woman. She met me right there says, oh, hi, I haven't seen you in seven years. And what are the odds of running into somebody that you used to see all the time, a couple times a week, used to go to the pub with, socialize with? It was a, you know, someone who was a teacher. And um, you run into them on a trip. You happen to be in this large European city seven years later. At that moment in time, in the middle of a winter snowstorm, it was very cold out. And most people were not outside walking at that time, but I just felt like doing it because I was going to leave. And it was my one chance to see that old pub and go in there for old memory's sake. And then I run into this teacher that I used to see all the time. And it turns out she was moving out of that city. She lived there for more years than I did. And she was going back to her own country. And what are the odds of that happening? Well, the odds are astronomically against it, but it did happen. And it's happened to me many times around the world. And I've heard a lot of people tell me similar stories because everything ultimately is all related to one another. Once again, it's a question of to what degree and on what issues. So we're going to end the show on that note for tonight. And we will continue next week and we'll provide you an update on the caveat situation as well as the upcoming expose on any Jacobson's Area 51 book scandal. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. 
Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.